The following podcast contains spoilers for Prospect. You have been warned. everybody welcome back to kfr news radio or video if you're watching on youtube Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> my name is glenjamin button and my host over here my co-host i should say or host what the fuck the fuck is miguel mogusto bonjourno <laughs> bonjourno bonjourno hello mike Arrivederci. how you doing you. glenn it's been like 10 minutes since we last talked <laughs> it has been like 10 minutes it's since great. we last talked uh, I hope everyone listened and enjoyed the bonus episode for Star Wars: mm-hmm. The Rise of Skywalker. Um, but this Even is if you hate my opinions on it. Yeah, yeah, same here. And this is the official episode for this week, which we will discuss pos- uh, prospect. But before we do that, are there any movies you saw since we last recorded that you want to discuss? Besides, other than Skywalker. Uh, besides Skywalker, I uh, I just been watching a lot of TV shows. Cool, cool. A lot of uh, uninteresting things that, from uh, your point of view, finished a Dragon Ball Super. That was uh, how. How are you hard. friends with me? I'm I'm such a know. judgmental asshole. I, well, I'm now judgmental too. So <laughs> I think it's because you wore off on me a lot. I've broken you. <laughs> you really did. <laughs> uh, but no, I haven't watched any major movies uh, as of as of late. I do have a few that I'm trying to knock out this weekend, such as like Six Underground and uh, Marriage Story, and there's another one somewhere that I have to find. But what about you, Michael? I, I, you know me, I always watch a lot of movies. Mm. I'll just kind of go over the highlights. Um, you said Marriage Story, you want to watch that? I watched mm-hmm. that. Oh, uh, it's fantastic. I don't want to go too much into it because you yeah. haven't seen it, but it's... You shut your mouth. It's it's a great movie. Um, Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver are phenomenal in it, and that is all I will say. So you all can watch it with That's that in right. mind. I feel like you'd all agree with me about that anyway. Yeah. Um, then I saw Waves, who... Uh, or which was directed by Trey Edward Schultz, who directed Krisha, something we did on this podcast oh, before. Yeah. And uh, It Comes at Night, which you and I saw together and I loved. I, I assume you liked I it. I loved holding your hand during the movie and oh. the movie itself. I did. Yeah, it's very, very <laughs> romantic. Uh, and then I saw um, Jumanji, Next Level, because my there wife wanted is. to see it. And it was a fun movie. I really, really? enjoyed it. Um I actually did want to watch this one, but I, I, want, I feel like I had to watch the uh, technically second Jumanji before. Yeah. I and to see I, this I, one. We, we talked about how uh, in the bonus episode, we talked about how like Star Wars always takes things safe yeah. and doesn't really change anything. I'm not saying this was like an extremely risky movie, but they yeah. changed the dynamic enough with the the, uh, the avatars playing different characters that it was it was kept it fresh and fun. Yeah. Uh, so I really enjoyed that. I highly recommend uh, Jumanji Next Level. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's really anything noteworthy that I have to say. Um, should we get into some news here? Absolutely. As you know, Glenn, or maybe not until I told you, mm-hmm. <laughs> the nominations for the Golden Globes came out. Um, and I'm sure you know, because we're friends, I don't know if I've talked to many other people about this. Actually, I know I have, because it's been the bane of my existence for the past year. <laughs> The Golden Globes and Oscars of last year were freaking terrible. I'm trying to curse less. That's why I said freaking. Okay. Uh, it's been really terrible, and uh, I feel like this year kind of makes up for it. You know, we, we got a good mix of movies here. 
Um, I'll be honest, I don't even remember watching the Oscars last year. Or oh, they were they were highlights. terrible. They they were awful. They just was they green went, was Green Book a part of last year's? Green Book won Best Picture last year. Okay. Uh, that my theory behind that is there's a lot of people in Hollywood who don't want a Netflix movie to win Best Picture because that yeah. will change how movies. That was, that was supposed to be Roma, wasn't it? Yeah, most people wanted Roma, and they, yeah. that would change how movies are seen. Yeah, but newsflash to them, movies are changing where, whether or not they like it. Um, this and year, what I really hate about it is movies are movies. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, they're they're not like technically speaking, yes, they're TV movies, whatever, but they have a quality that outshines a lot of uh studio releases sometimes Mm -hmm. um and i feel like they're making a statement this year where netflix movies got 17 17 uh motion picture nominations at at the golden globes this year um with uh marriage story actually getting the most nominations about uh from any movie with six the irishman got five so the top two movies or two of the top three movies because there's a tie for second place are both Netflix movies with six and five, respectively. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood got five. Joker got four. The Two Popes, a Netflix movie, got four. Um, yeah, I actually just saw that for the first time while uh, looking for the movie I was going to pick today. That's hilarious. What, Two Popes? Two Popes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you got a, a really diverse group of people or a group of films this year, which I feel like we were missing like i i do agree with some people that there's not enough diversity in the oscars as far as you know they they always did like super artistic movies which is mm-hmm. I, I prefer it that way um compared to what they did last year where they went completely mainstream um but this there's like a good mix here cuz you got knives out uh parasite um you know uh the, the farewell frozen there's a bunch of movies here that have sold tickets there's there's a good mixture of movies that people have never heard of and and also uh you know the more popular movies and i i i'm optimistic cautiously optimistic that the oscars will follow suit and will actually have a, an entertaining uh award season this year unlike last year which me the oscars are my super bowl and i couldn't give less of a shit than i did last year it was, yeah, I was very I don't think I've been excited for an Oscars for a little bit, yeah. to be honest. And I, mean, I usually am, even if, like, I'm not a huge fan of the movies. Like, it's it's there, at least something interesting is going on. Um, not that anyone cares. They're not having a host again for the Oscars this year, because I, I feel like it was a major success last year. Who was, who was supposed to be the host before? Was it supposed to be Kevin Hart? And Kevin then they... Hart was supposed to be last year. Then uh, people called him out for making homophobic jokes. God. Uh, which he refused to apologize for, but then and apologized then ended for up apologizing. But then, and then, but then, then also he, he didn't want to, he apologized for them because he knew it was the right thing to do, but he also didn't want to like host because they weren't going to allow him to host unless he apologized. Yeah. So he kind of, he did the right thing, but also made a statement by saying, look, like this is. This whole thing's kind of stupid, which, you know, I'm not here to say people are right or wrong for that. Uh, I have my own opinion about it, but that's not really what we're here for. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Golden Golden Globe nominations came out. Uh, Joker got a lot of love, which I know you're probably excited for. <laughs> 
yeah, buddy. I don't know why I just exhaled so much air yeah, out of my body, yeah, yeah, but yes, worried I... about it. Uh, Ch- Chernobyl, a miniseries that we talked about, uh, got four nominations. So, as it should. Yeah, that's gonna be great. Uh, but yeah, that's really all I have to say about the Golden Globes. Okay. okay. Yeah. I'm, uh, ac- I'm actually just kind of skipping through and looking at it. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. look too bad to be honest. Yeah, I, I suggest everyone takes a look at those. You know, there's a lot of a good. There's no real surprises, but it's also much better than last year. All I'm saying is best motion picture, musical, or comedy. It uh, I don't have to say more than that. Uh, there's one standout choice there. Was it Cats? Specifically. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> well, one to, standout to, choice that needs to win. It was the, uh, to the Golden Globes defense, there is like no other musical other than Frozen. Best movie, so. picture, <laughs> musical, or, or comedy. We got a, what is it, Dolomite is my answer? Dolomite is my name? Or, or answer, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> yeah, it's a movie I about... I read. It's a Jojo movie Rabbit. about uh, Rudy, Rudy Raymore, uh, who was a, uh, an actor slash director in, like during the black exploitation era. era. Yeah. Um, and Eddie Murphy is actually really good in it. I, I watched it. Uh, I highly suggest other people take a look. It's on Netflix as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, Jojo Rabbit's the one I was talking about. But oh, yeah. yeah, Jojo Rabbit. Yeah! Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, so, as you know, because I told you, <laughs> the uh, the Matrix Four is going to be released in 2021. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Starring, you know, you know starring Keanu Reeves, and it's also going to be released the same day as John Wick Four. That's a lot of Keanu for my body. Keanu Reeves. Um, yeah. The, I don't know how I feel about the Matrix sequel. Yeah, it doesn't need one. Uh, I feel like Le- uh, Lena or Lana Wachowski needs a, a comeback. Um, she she's uh, directing it solo. She's not with her sister this time around. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I never actually watched the full trilogy of uh, Matrix. I barely mm-hmm. even watched the first one to be honest. But uh, I really I don't think Matrix Four needs to happen. Yeah, it um, doesn't. The first one's really good. Second one is terrible. Third one's okay. Yeah. Um, I'm sure uh, there's other people out there who think the second one's okay and the third one's terrible. Uh, I disagree. Um, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. the The first one's really good. So if you ever get a chance to just watch that one all the way through, uh, I suggest you take yeah, I mean, advantage. We'll we'll see if it's any good or any bad. Uh, time will tell. We've got yeah. over a year to find out. Definitely. Um, but John Wick Four, I'm definitely excited for. I'll tell you John that. John Wick Four, yeah. And most impressively, uh, and, uh, I'm more excited for Keanu. Period. It's gonna yeah. be a lot. I mean, you I know, I wasn't it. excited for John Wick Two, but then after John Wick Two, uh-huh. I, I didn't care for John Wick Two, but I was excited for John Wick Three. Yeah. And then after John Wick Three, I'm really excited for John Wick Four. And my favorite um, part is he's like, if the fans want it, I'll just keep making them. And yeah. you, you know damn well yeah. we do. So. That that Canadian prince. <laughs> he's, he's such a blessing to praise us praise to him praise be to keanu uh but yeah that's that's the matrix uh for my movie news uh the trailer for tenant came out the christopher glenn, nolan movie glenn did you watch this trailer no i just i'm just saying it out of but, out of but did you watch it yeah, though? i watched it in my <laughs> dreams and they came true in real um, life and it felt great I gotta see if I can find what you said. You, you go on your little spiel. I'll, I'm I'm looking for the text that you sent me when you you watched it. I said, um, 
I said, thank you, Daddy Nolan, or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, thank you, Daddy Nolan. <laughs> yes, I, I, I just said, responded, yes, Daddy yes, Nolan. Queen, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, Daddy Nolan. Oh, my God, this movie, <laughs> this movie looks fucking phenomenal. Oh, my God, yeah. And it's got, um, it's got the, uh, the guy who was in Black Klansman, who was mm-hmm. also... Uh, Denzel Washington's son. I'm trying to find his name here. Uh, it's John David Washington. John David Washington. Uh, it's got Robert Pattinson, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, who I've al- always really liked, mm-hmm. um, even though his, the movies he picks is a little sketchy sometimes. Um, Hamesh Patel, who is uh, from yes the movie Yesterday. Um, Michael yeah, Caine. Michael Caine. Uh, Clement uh, Posse. Uh, I wouldn't Elizabeth be surprised Debicki. if Killian Murphy's in there. Anywhere, yeah, yeah, probably, but it looks like a really cool, like reality bender thing, kind of back to his roots with Memento and mm-hmm. uh, in- Inception, uh, stuff <laughs> like that. S- I saw an article that really kind of pissed me off. It was like, This is a sequel to Inception. I'm like, Go to hell. <laughs> I'll be disappointed if it is, if I'm honest. I, I will be too, like. Uh, because he he doesn't like doing sequels. No. He didn't he didn't even want to do the Dark Knight or yeah. Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, and I so, know it's not going to be, but I really want this to be a, a rated R. I know it's not going to be. Yeah. Um. With with, you know, with, I we just got to be thankful that Nolan is making original action movies. So the fact that it's going to be PG thirteen, I'm okay with as long as we keep getting original content from him. Oh, absolutely. Because um, I know I I know he has to pay the bills. I'm not stupid, but yeah, I feel like it could warrant an R rated. Uh, R rating. It would and, be sick if it had, had one. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm super excited for that. Same Nolan here. is such a monster in the filmmaking world. And yes, I Daddy Nolan. Be, yes, Daddy Nolan. <laughs> Bring us more <laughs> every um, time. But yeah, if you haven't checked out the trailer for Tenet, definitely do so. You know, you can do it on YouTube. Uh, pretty much anywhere you search it, it will probably come up. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I mean that's more of a plug, but it's also news. So I wanted yeah, to put it as news. But it's also it's only a trailer, so it's not worthy yeah. of like the plug. Yeah. Um, do, do you 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 work at King of, the King of Prussia theaters? Do you know if there is a um, like five minute screening before Star Wars for it? don't think there was okay because i know he, he usually does he that. usually I, does that though i gotta to hunt be down what movie he does that with and then see that in imax uh-huh. um because there was one for dunkirk yeah yeah there was but i forget what movie that was for though yeah i don't, I don't yeah, remember there was there's was one for dunkirk there was one for interstellar he always mm-hmm. does does one yeah they're, they're always great so that is it for movie news and that brings us to what everyone is maybe probably here for and that is our review of prospect Seven forty-two requesting release. I'm here to harvest. I have the location of a massive deposit of Orlac. The Queen's Lair, by my estimation, is the largest anyone's ever seen. Someone is approaching. Where are you from? Nowhere. How poetic. <laughs> the Queen's Lair. Where is it? 
Written and directed by Christopher Caldwell and Zeke Earl, and starring Sophie Thatcher, Jay Duplass, Pedro Pascal, and Andre Royo. Uh, Prospect is about a teenage girl and her father who travel to a remote alien moon. Aiming to strike it rich, they've secured a contract to harvest a large deposit of exclusive gens hidden in the depths of the moon's toxic forest. Uh, the summary keeps going on, but I don't think it's necessary. It's a really long summary for yes. no reason. Um, but, you know, we stated earlier, there's spoilers ahead, uh, kind of just, sub, you know, summarizing that summary. Uh, her father dies, and she is forced to try to find a way to get off that planet with the man who killed her father. Um which, that's deep, man. It's pretty deep. That's deep. But yeah, I I, I picked this movie because, uh, you know, you know me. I always love the story behind the making of a movie, mm-hmm. often more than I like the movie itself. And this is a great movie. I'm not gonna take away from its quality, but it is a a pretty low budget movie, um, that was essentially shot by people who've never really made a movie before. I mean, the directors. Yeah. And the writer and directors have experience. Uh, obviously, the actors have experience, but they hired uh, carpenters and and seamstresses and and all these different pe- people from different walks yeah. of life who have never worked on a movie set before, in order to get this movie made and made it in their the town that they grew up in, um, which has that that crazy forest. So, you know, the the story of how it was made is inspiring to me, to say the least, and. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about it. So, and, uh, and we know how you feel about inspiring films. I do, I do. I actually wrote a short film after watching this. Yeah. Uh, while listening to the soundtrack, so the soundtrack's really good too. But I, I want to get before I kind of get into things. I want to get your initial reaction, oh, uh, what you felt about the movie while watching it, and eh, you know, so on and so forth. So I knew you really liked it, so I went in there, hearts a blazing, ready to go into my hearts and dreams and feel everything that I could. <laughs> um I I I liked this movie. Um I didn't really feel super inspired because I don't know if did you watch the BTS before or after the movie? After. I yeah, I didn't feel super inspired until after the movie when I watched the BTS. So when I went into it, I I liked the movie. I thought it was great. I felt like the the atmosphere, the environment and the planet they were on was fantastic world building and the i guess universe that they created was more interesting than the actual plot i would agree with that um Um, which they even said uh in the bts that that's what they were going for not well not going for but they wanted to create a world that you were invested in yeah which was like well, shit, that's exactly what I wrote in my review before I watched this BTS. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's a, success right. on, it's a success on that standpoint. Yeah, it, it knows, it knew, they knew what they were doing. Um, I, I loved the relationship between uh, Pedro and uh, uh, Sophie. Yeah. I thought they were great together. Um, yeah, man, it, it was a good movie. And the soundtrack, man, that, that thing killed. Yeah, I honestly, did listen to it a little bit after, after I watched the yeah, movie. It's honestly like... <clears throat> I'm a sucker for a good soundtrack. I'm not afraid to admit that. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I I enjoyed this movie, but I wasn't in love with it. And yeah. and then, uh, you know, the second that in the final sequence, there's this this beautiful song 
um, which is the main character, uh, Sophie Thatcher, who who plays the character C. It's it's her theme song, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of, you know, it, it's it's culminating the their the entire relationship with the man who killed her father, from uh, you know, kind of this place of uh, aggression and and anger for obvious reasons to a more empathetic understanding that he was just put in a situation where he needed to kill the father. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know survival of the fittest kind of thing where he didn't want to kill the father and you believe that he didn't want to kill the father and it just kind of came to that um yeah the the the, the dad was getting greedy he yeah. i mean he himself was getting greedy by you know yeah i mean trying the, to stake out their their score uh, but yeah and there's there's no perfect characters in this which is great uh-huh. um but it's the the you know the ending of the movie kind of wraps this whole whole thing up uh and and this beautiful soundtrack and then it goes black and then it comes into the credit song mm-hmm. which is this like beautiful orchestration of that same like chord progression uh, but with more elements thrown into it, and with my surround sound system, it gave me like chills and yeah, I can only imagine how yeah. that felt <laughs> and, and like, sounded. I, I heard the the violins coming from my right ear, violas coming from my left ear, cellos coming from the the bass uh, uh, subwoofer and everything, and it's just all that coming together. And and so then I did research and found the uh the make behind the scenes thing and just kind of fell in love with that yeah listened to the soundtrack a lot watched the movie again found a whole new appreciation for the movie uh with how they made it in mind and i i didn't love it until the second viewing which you know sometimes you need to view things more than once to absolutely Mm -hmm. love something and and that's really how i thought this was powerful like i i caught on to more things the second time around yeah yeah (laughs) After watching the BTS, it made me appreciate it more because I, I just liked the movie like yeah. more than a like, but not like loved it in any way. And then mm-hmm. the BTS, like I had watched uh, an interview with Pedro saying that like uh, them being in the suits made it like so much, like so much so hard that it made the movie in a way. But mm-hmm. then I watched the actual BTS. I was like, oh man, you know that makes so much more sense, and it makes me want to make my own movie yeah and you know me that's ex- like that's exactly what I, I even said doing. that when talking about it that the, when when i told you about this movie in last week's episode i even said the making of it's more interesting than the movie itself yeah but it's it's um you know a few things that this because we already talked about sound design i was talking to you earlier today about uh or sorry set set design and costumes and stuff i mm-hmm. was talking to you earlier about sound design this morning because um or this afternoon because i the first time I watched it, I only had access to uh, stereo sound, and then this was the first time I, I rewatched it th- today, where I had a, a version that had 5.1 surround sound. Yeah, and there was just so many different elements that made it so much more immersive. Like in the scene where they're landing on the planet, I thought my house was falling apart because I kept hearing <laughs> like pipes falling and and stuff like that. And I was I keep having to remind myself it's just the movie, and it's just little details like that that really make immerse you into this world, and and they do a great job with that. And uh, you know the writing is is great too. Like with the kind of world building they do, there is understandably a lot of exposition they have to do. 
but they do a really good job at making the exposition not feel like exposition. Yeah. Uh, for instance, in the f- first few scenes, um, the, uh, there's a scene where the dad takes drugs to help himself fall asleep, mm-hmm. and he's just reminiscing about the the girl, his, his daughter's mom and everything, and it kind of explains this whole world um, you know, where, you know, planets are countries and s- stuff like that, where people travel from planet to planet uh, to live and, and never really stay in one place at a time. And it's just, it's the, the, how quickly and effectively they do that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I said this in my, my letterbox review that I could, I could more than definitely see like, a, like a TV series, like, like yeah. this, this needed like hour long episodes maybe mm-hmm. maybe not of these characters but i could see like a series coming out of this this universe to this world like a nice anthology built. where yeah. like, it jumps from character to character yeah and like i mean i'd be totally down for that i mean obviously they didn't have the funds to even make that but uh i, I could definitely see some, like doing like wanting to watch that in the future if it actually happened absolutely yeah um yeah i thought i thought you know it was just extremely well made for how how low of a budget it was, and and uh, really impactful and and with with little resources and mm-hmm. more than anything, that's you know I'm, I keep saying it, but that's what I respect about it. It's it's a great independent film uh, that I feel deserves more recognition. And it does, Mike. It does, it does deserve more recognition. And yeah. just Pedro Pascal's face deserves all of our eyes. It does. All it's of true. them. All the eyes. Just scoop them out, scoop them out and, and throw them out. Scoop them out, put them in a jar, whatever you want. I don't care. <laughs> I really suggest, if you have not watched this and listened to this podcast, I'm hoping that it kind of, you know, even though there are spoilers in this, there's still more to this movie than what the plot is and the the yeah the visuals in themselves are, are great enough to watch it's, it. It's um, the world that's created that exactly. makes it special. Exactly. So, yeah, if you haven't seen it, go see it. Go see it. And I know most of your asses have Disney Plus now, so you have Hulu. You can't yeah. argue with us. Yeah. You can't. And you can't argue with us. Hey, I kind of want to see that movie. I swear to God. Go we, see it, then. Go see the movie. Here is our offer. I don't understand. Put a go. That is a bold offer. to trust me you're trying to trick me it was all in the name of self-preservation birdie it was nothing personal That brings us to The Judgment. As you know, Glenn, every mm-hmm. time we discuss a movie, we decide whether or not it becomes a shelf boy. It has to be by unanimous decision. Glenn Jamin And Glenn. also, this did come out in 2018, so we can make it a shelf boy if we wanted to. We can, yeah. It's, it's, it, it's within the... Rec- uh, the 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 the, the categories yeah it's yeah. in the gap it's in the gap um so i i'm gonna go first because i think we already know i'm gonna say yes this is a shelf boy okay 
I guess that makes it my turn then, doesn't it? It does. It does make it your turn. Well, as inspiring as it is to you, and as inspiring as it is to me, it's a it's a goddamn shelf boy. The uh, first shelf boy of our time back mm-hmm. in our new format. Prospect makes it onto the shelf with others such as the other shelf boys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly, I thought you had it for a second. I was like, he's going to go off. No, I was just going to, like, Chernobyl's on there. I know yeah. that. Uh, Jojo <laughs> Rabbit, even though it breaks our rules, Jojo Rabbit's on there. Yeah, but uh, uh, Handmaiden's on there. I know Handmaiden's on there. So Prospect makes it onto the shelf. That brings us to the end time of our podcast, in which we will... <laughs> All right. The end time. The end time of our podcast. Going, Just this episode. We're going to sleep now. Just this episode. Uh, so we're going to go into plugs. Uh, should yep. I go first, or you want to go first for plugs? Uh, yeah, let's let's make it if uh, whoever did the recommendation, they go first. Okay. Uh, so my plug for uh, this episode is a short horror film, uh, which I know you've ooh, seen, Glad. I, I have probably seen it. It's called The Smiling Man. And Wait, which uh, one is that one? <laughs> it is uh, directed by AJ Briones or Briones. Yep, I've seen that. Um, and it is about a little oh, girl home alone finds herself face to face with pure evil. Uh, it's just a really effective, um, low budget. I'm actually surprised horror. you didn't go with the 2 a.m. Smiling Man. There's another one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh no, the Smiling Man's coming to get me. Um, <laughs> I did. I did see the one you're talking about. That is a great one. But I yeah. actually, I think I liked the 2 a.m. Smiling Man. Uh, uh, maybe I'll make that my next my next plug. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, uh, I highly suggest you do it. You could probably just find it just by typing in. Literally, uh, just put the smiling the man. smiling man. It will come up. Uh, I believe there is a censored version and uncensored version. So make sure you get the uncensored version. Uh, but that is my plug for this week, Glenn. Okay. okay. What is your plug? So my plug is kind of going to be a whole YouTube channel. Mm. Um. Control Shift Face. Okay. I don't know if you know about it. Um, they basically, uh, they basically deep fake actors' faces onto movie scenes and stuff like that. Like their biggest one, uh, I actually don't know which one their biggest one, but a huge it's one that's going Jim around. Probably the Jim Carrey, the Shining. Yeah, that, that, that's a huge one that's going around right now, and uh, it's it's fantastic. A lot of people actually think that's Jim Carrey doing it, and it's kind of hilarious. That His face is too wide. Yeah, they. Well, it's also. It's also um, Jack Nicholson's voice. Oh, no, yeah. it's not. But, I mean, still. <laughs> it's, it's like, how do you not... Like, I understand, like, it's uncanny how like, yeah. perfect it looks, but also you can tell. Yeah, I, I can always tell with, with deepfakes. Um, yeah. That's why I'm not as worried about it as other people are. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's going to cause problems, but it's not going to be a problem that can be easily... Um, proven incorrect. So unless you get on the bad side of a government, you should be fine. <laughs> yeah. So, so that that channel's that's got some really good ones. They've got a uh, they've got a movie scene from No Country for Old Men, the coin toss one. It's yeah. got Ar- Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I think I did see that replacing one. Replacing yeah. Javier Bardem. It's it's pretty yeah. funny. So what's that uh, channel called again? Control Shift Face. Control Shift Face. Cool. Yeah. So that that is our two plugs for this week. That brings us into what the recommendation is for Glenn for next week. That was and... a butchered sentence, but you know, yeah. it's <laughs> time for you to tell us what we're watching next week, Glenn. All right, so 
I have a Netflix movie, Miguel. I'm not surprised. Netflix oh, sponsor us. God, I just went to Netflix and my ears blew up. Ugh. Anyway. Net, <laughs> net, net, we got to cut that out. We want Netflix to sponsor us. <laughs> yep. Hold on. So... <laughs> So my movie for next week is going to be on Netflix, Miguel. If you're surprised at all by that, I'm um, not. Netflix sponsor us, please, please. Um, it's going to be a movie, a Korean movie specifically called Burning. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I haven't seen this, but I'm, I'm I've been looking forward to it. Um, it stars at Moon Sung Kyun, uh, Kal Sung Ho, uh, and Kim Soo Kyung. I'm super sorry if I butch- butchered any of those names. Also, Stephen Young's in it from The Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, and it is about an aspiring writer goes to the airport to pick up a high school friend returning from a trip to Africa, but is disheartened to see her with another man. Ooh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sounds real good. And we can uh, we can catch Burning on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Burning on Netflix. So, uh, yeah, I guess that is our schedule and assignment for next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you everyone for listening to this episode as always you can find us on Facebook Keystone Film Review Instagram Keystone underscore film underscore review uh, we have a website www.keystonefilmreview.com where we post our videos podcasts uh, reviews uh, Glenn I believe you said you're going to write a review I could be wrong about for Star Wars I was going to do one but then I guess we decided to do that little uh, side it's, video it is what it is but either way there's plenty of reviews there's plenty of content on our website that we can listen to yeah uh, on Letterboxd I am Mike KFR and I am Glenn KFR and that will do it until we talk about burning available on Netflix next week Netflix sponsor us please goodbye everybody bye bye bye